0: Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. State-of-the-art Japanese animation.
1: And welcome back to the Otaku Host Club Podcast. I, of course, am always Amelia. Always. And I'm always joined here. Always. With Jeff and Dan. Always. And not because she's on her way.
0: She is on her way. We're going to Dukeham tonight. But. we are, we have arrived in one location.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, today I'm Dan and I'm here in Baltimore.
1: And um, in line with our episode. We have all converged at the same point in time
0: mm-hmm.
1: for this meeting.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, we talk talked about
1: this <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: I now call this meeting of the Otaku Host Club podcast to order. This is where the door is.
2: This is where the the central door location is. Yeah. So we have to close this door in Baltimore.
0: It's Uh, it's right there. Can you please pull that sheet a little bit farther?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're all tied together from the red string of fate that has brought us here at this door. From pinky to pinky. From pinky to pinky. And it's about to rain. So if all of those clues have not... Giving you a hint of what this episode is, we are going to be talking about Susume. Yay,
0: Suzanne.
2: Hey, how long has it been since we saw
1: it? Oh, two weeks, three weeks, two weeks. Uh, at
2: least three yeah, weeks. At least three. Yeah,
0: th- more. Yeah, three weeks. Well, because I d- I was texting Amanda sure. about Susan May, like,
1: okay,
2: so it's not super fresh in our minds, mm. but <laughs> because of you know the internet and things like. Cams, yeah. <laughs> Blessed be
0: whoever decided to film Suzume in the movie theater and put it on GogoAnime.fi because all three of us coincidentally watched the same exact camcorder rip today.
1: You know, I had to refresh my memory. Okay.
0: Yeah, Sam. Sam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I, I. Yeah. I took the liberty of finding us some some Shinkai interviews talking about Suzume that we've each uh, skimmed over and I dug through my text messages to find where I was talking about this movie in extreme detail with Amanda for whatever reason <laughs>
1: <laughs> um also my chair is really creaky and uh I wiggle a lot so I'm so sorry for the audio that's going to happen out of this but
0: <laughs> you know well so I think about this because I send so many Amelia and I were talking about this recently. Cause I send so many pictures to all my friends all the time. And, and it's because I don't have any social media or anything like that. Yeah. So um, our podcast listeners, you know, be thankful that I don't have your phone number or else you'd be <laughs> inundated with, a you know, steady stream of pictures of my life <laughs> the only way you know like everyone else just puts it on their Instagram yeah. to get their uh, yeah, to get their, their what's the word I'm looking for their feedback their like validation yeah. to get their emotional mm-hmm. validation but I have to text it directly to all everybody. the people I care about on my iPhone 6 with 15 gigabytes of memory so I have to r- routinely delete my text conversations <laughs> and all these like I send all these pictures to everybody all the time then two weeks later I have to delete all of them to clear up space on my phone
1: yeah which is annoying because i was trying to send you pictures of my life and you couldn't receive them because there <laughs> yeah. wasn't any space on your phone yeah. to receive them. Uh,
0: it's selfish of me to, to just <laughs> keep putting it out there but never never taking anything in return yeah
1: know?
0: we need we need you to get the cloud dan yeah we're clouding you up
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I'm, I'm sure that's a solution i don't really know how that stuff works but well you know
1: you know well, this is a cloud it's just a cloud, just it's, just a cloud. It's, it's just a virtual cloud it's in
0: the computer <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's like when like you don't understand a term and someone just keeps saying the term at you as yeah. if like yeah. it'll make you understand it. it's, it's the cloud so yeah
0: it's a, it's a satellite it's the just, cloud? It's satellite that's <laughs> constantly above oh us. yeah i saw that in uh how to sing a bit of harmony Mm-hmm. yeah there it is how to sing a
1: bit of harmony
0: yeah yep. I totally understand mm-hmm. how the cloud works now. Is
1: this going to be like Legend of the Galactic Heroes now? That's We're going to mention it every episode. Yeah. <laughs> you get a pass on last episode because it was about OVAs and it is the OVA.
0: The longest OVA. <laughs> Don't you forget
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like you guys um, did an episode on Trigon with the Enemy Brothers. Yeah, I'll we did. To I, so
0: I, I oh really?
1: Did? Yeah, yeah.
0: I felt like I kind of unfairly dominated you that did conversation. <laughs> Very
1: much dominate that conversation. Yeah, I, it, and it, it, what's up with these pants that you hate so much? I'm so like <laughs> Wait, confused. What pants?
0: They're not that bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wolfwood's pants? Yeah. No, uh, here. What? I'll I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Hold I'm, on a second. I feel I'm going like, to demonstrate this in real life in this room.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like the like pants when, that you're describing are pants that are very normal and natural now, for most humans.
0: Now, when your pants and
1: only, when you describe these pants, I was pants like,
0: only go down to that length. Yeah, that's weird.
1: Is like it high waters? Yeah. I don't know because That's like,
2: i think like it's a very much a, like a trend in japan and asia east asia i feel yeah. like guys will wear this with loafers no i've, n- I've no, no like, i don't know anyone it? in asia that wears pants like
1: this he's getting so heated guys he's getting so heated. like it's, isn't
2: that like a like a business
1: thing it's such a business you can see the businessman socks you see the nice shoe. No, the
0: businessman's socks are not because they're wearing high waters. It's because when they sit down and bring their leg up, it pulls their pants pants upward. Uh, it's not that they're high waters. It's, it's just that they don't like like the way I normally wear my pants. There's like lots of extra pant at the bottom that, mm-hmm. that's like sitting there. Uh-huh. But if you know, if if I were wearing like more fitted pants, they would be like cut cut to the ankle so that when oh. you put it up then it pulls slightly above the ankle and that's what exposes your business socks. Oh,
1: he was wearing capris. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, like yeah, caprice, yeah. Basically. yeah. it's not right. I
1: thought it was a <laughs> really good episode.
0: Thank you. I felt, yeah. well, I was dominating the conversation because it was early in the morning and I didn't what? have my like
1: You have an early in the morning consciousness
0: voice. filter on. What?
1: You have an early in the morning voice.
0: Oh, do I? Yeah. Is it raspy?
1: It's like, yeah, it's like deeper and raspy.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I was, I was telling Amanda that I power up throughout the day. <laughs> that, you know, when I get up, it's like I can barely function, mm-hmm. and I just keep getting power and energy probably up until about midnight. And then midnight, I start to, yeah, I go know. down mm-hmm. relatively quickly.
1: Interesting.
0: So, like, my most active every day is, like, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. That's when I'm, like, at the height of my Mm. thinking and and brain power and productivity and energy levels. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, if you haven't listened to the episode, head on over to the Anime Brothers podcast. If you
0: wear capris, (laughs) mm, mm, explain yourself. (laughs) Stop <laughs> in your Discord. Yeah, stop <laughs> in your Discord. Show us your fit and explain <laughs> the merits of it well, to me.
1: Actually, maybe you might want to email us because we've been getting a lot of emails. That's or
0: true. That's true.
1: I have something. I have to. Um, <laughs> what do I have to do?
0: Uh, We gotta, we gotta, somebody was, yeah, we gotta, we gotta clap back.
1: Oh, that's what, yes, I need to clap back. We gotta
2: litigate over here. Yeah. Um,
1: So, we got an email sent in from Justin. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to email us. Yeah, thank you, Justin. And tell us your thoughts. I'm gonna read it aloud. Dear Amelia. Do I need to read it? No. (laughs) Deku is relatable he is me like Shinji Naruto and etc him being insincere nervous and not knowing what to do is something a lot of us can relate to Sasuke is an edgelord but has profound moments and comes across likable after oh sorry hold on (laughs) Sasuke is an edgelord but has profound moments and comes across to likable later, just like Bakugo from Justin.
2: Okay. So. I thought it was going to be rough. That was, uh, that was so bad.
1: <laughs> I have to make a confession to you guys in the room and also our listeners mm-hmm. um, about a certain anime character in Naruto named Sasuke mm. who... I've always said, you know, that Kakashi was my first anime crush because, like, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. What a daddy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But (laughs) it was actually Sasuke. And I never wanted to admit that out loud. Because
0: why not? Sasuke is an edge lord.
1: No, Itachi is better than Sasuke. Oh, okay. But... You know, like you're watching Naruto, the first the first anime you've ever seen, and you know Sasuke comes on. You're like, oh, what a baddie! You know, like mm-hmm. what an edge lord. He's like so mysterious. You want to get to know him. You want to change him. You want to help him.
0: No, uh, I would want to. Well, <laughs> I would want to date Rock Lee. He's
1: the com- Complete opposite, I think, of anything anyone wants to date. <laughs> no, Rock Lee kicks ass. <laughs> he dude. doesn't.
0: He's so earnest no. and emotionally available, and he's like always bursting at the scene. He's with so energy, nerdy. And, he's know, so nerdy. He's a very affable, fun, loving <laughs> guy. He's okay. Like, you know you're going to have a good time if Rock Lee is there.
1: Well, then, okay, so then you're watching Naruto, Itachi comes into the mix, and you're like, oh, I didn't know there was a brother. Hmm. Like, kind of like the brother more. So then it switches, you know? You switch to Itachi. You're like, ooh. You don't
0: want to just do them both at
1: once? (laughs) I'm getting to that. Okay. (laughs) 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 So then, you know, you're going along, you watch all of Naruto, and you look back on your time, you know? And um, Kakashi is, you know, one of the real ones. Mm -hmm. He's been there the whole time, Mm -hmm. you know? Formed these these bonds with everybody, and you're like, man, I could take all three of them at once.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn, right. Damn,
1: that is the fanfic, you know.
0: I think that's an even bigger admittal <laughs> <laughs> saying that Sasuke was the first <laughs> anime crush. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to see some blue drip? Like, is that going to be the next blue drip scene? Is you with these three Naruto characters.
1: Maybe as soon as I get the license, not money. <laughs> I have you to remember get
0: the license. The Sasuke meme <laughs> of Sasuke
2: getting arrested at a convention.
1: What? No. It was
2: like being you know, handcuffed by police. No. No. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just like, I guess, I don't know, like early 2000s maybe? Okay. Like Mid 2000s? Yeah, I just remember seeing this fucking Sasuke cosplayer being escorted out of a convention for stealing and it was early you know it was it was a viral sort of meme yeah so so that's what i think of
1: Mm.
0: yeah you're boy
1: also daku sucks and he should just grow the fuck up well yeah and quit crying how much
0: we want to like i appreciate this guy justin taking your time to Mm -hmm. engage with us i don't know if we want to lean into negativity all
1: i'm just saying that sasuke i get it he is likable he is a likable guy once you you know peel back the layers of his onion
2: so what was this in response to
1: I have no idea.
2: Do we talk about? We must have talked about Deku. Well, I, I think. I think you two. I are think always I'm
1: always literally talking, my hero talking shit about mine. And hero. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you
0: this, Bakugo. I, I like Bakugo more than I like Deku, and I, I understand the angle of Deku's relatability, although he is not relatable. Like. I guess I don't look to anime characters to be relatable per se, nor nor do I find Deku relatable to to me or or my life experiences in this way. Uh, if anything, I'm much more of a. I, I would view myself as being much more of a Bakugo, and
1: you're not very angry though.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not angry, but I'm like, uh, driven. In a in a kind of ruthless way mm. is is part of the trajectory of my life, but I've I've mellowed out. Who am I? Um,
1: <laughs> as as my hero know.
0: character. Uh mm. oh the the pink demony girl that yeah.
1: Uh, we have the one. With the one, the tentacles?
0: No, no. The uh,
1: the invisible one?
0: No, no. Oh, the uh, the pink the pink demony girl that break dances and has slime that comes off her. Oh, fucking a like, slime uh, girl! Yeah, the slime
1: she's girl, like,
0: kind of low key freaky. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah! That's what I
0: think
1: hell yeah. yeah. I'll take that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bakugo. Yeah. So I, the only thing I want to say about My Hero Academia is that Bakugo is definitely going to bang. Um, uh gravity uh, girl yeah what's her name yeah uh, <laughs> uh, gravity girl urava Ura- I, I haven't watched oh, the newest season. Otako. oh Otako. Yeah. Oh, yeah being in my opinion the most attractive and interesting of all the female characters within generic shonen shows um but you
1: think her yes out of all of them yes out of every single one yes what does she look like? What the fuck? The most ge- the gener- most generic looking like anime girl. No, Wait, the the,
2: the the like ninja looking one? No. no Deku's
1: love interests.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. Okay. So out of
1: all of yes, them.
0: Out of out of out of all the Yeah, big see, we're getting fans <laughs> getting weird
1: looks from <laughs> Ot- both Otaku me and Baku
0: is the attractive most attractive one, in my opinion. Okay,
1: I'm sorry. And okay.
0: Bakugo and Deku definitely is never like there ain't, there ain't never going to be anything between Deku, Deku and Otako. Otako, Yeah, because he's too much. I'm, to I'm pussy. Yeah, basically. You have, you have know, to bleep that. <laughs> and Bakugo is who I ship and that that is just a coupling that intuitively makes sense to me no is ship- the only one that treats otaku like an equal and he doesn't put her on some weird pedestal or be like hey eh. you know bakugo like just talks to her like a normal fucking human being and i think that goes a much longer way
1: i ship know? um mm. the earphone jack girl with todoroki
0: with fire and ice guy yeah no, earphone jack girl goes with electricity boy.
1: No. What the fuck?
0: No. What are you talking about? No. That's all they do is like smile at each other and laugh at each other's jokes.
1: Yeah, but I think they're a better fit. I think they're two cool people and they cool but people need to get together. Jack
0: girl and fire and ice guy
1: never talk to
0: each other. Yeah, that's why I ship them. Up.
1: That's why I in in the I ship them in the sheets. <laughs> Not in the streets. Uh,
2: whenever I see <laughs> the <streets>.
0: toga, <laughs> Himiko cosplays.
1: Oh, toga! I forgot about her. That's... Yeah, well,
0: toga. So yeah, the evil girl and Deku are the are the couple that's going to come together. Because Deku's going to look it. on the good side. He's he's going to see the finer qualities uh-huh. of. He's going to be a, be like I'm, I'm choosing to see the positive parts of you, and he's going to excuse away the bad parts. Well, yeah. I mean, I would. So she's got turn sides. I would, yeah. I would date the evil girl for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she she seems fucking fun. You give
1: her all of your blood.
0: Uh, yeah, without a doubt, she can she can take it. Yeah, because she's she, she seems fun and she seems like I mean, she seems like somebody I would want to hang out with. She's loyal. She's fun. She's like has <laughs> she's, vision.
1: She's crazy. You know, she's cool.
0: Yeah, she's crazy. That goes, <laughs> apparently. That's my type. <laughs> is
1: this is your date.
0: Yeah. You don't want Mount
2: Lady? You don't want the, the lady no. that, ex- that explodes in size?
0: No. <laughs> All right.
1: No. Nope. So, Justin, thank you so much for sending in your email.
0: We Didn't we get another email, too?
1: We did, but it's not.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: Shh. <laughs> Well, oh, cat's out of the bag now.
1: Yeah, I think Justin's whole entire premise of sending us this email is to argue over My Hero Academia for ten minutes. And if that was,
0: did we do do we, justice?
1: We did. We did the thing.
0: Well, I do. agree. Hats off to him. Yeah, de- Deku tip, tip, Deku dip. is relatable. I agree. Whiny. Yeah,
1: but relatable. I like Todoroki though.
0: Fire, nice guy.
1: I love him. He's yeah. like uh, My Hero Sasuke though. And there's a pattern there.
2: For the record, I don't hate Deku. He grows. Okay?
1: Yeah.
0: He
2: grows as a character. Yeah. I don't hate him either. You know, he becomes a man. <coughs> a man boy, or whatever you want to call him.
1: <laughs>
2: he's, he's capable. Eventually. He's holding, yeah, holding things down. So
1: no.
0: Now... Uh, oh well the real one we all know the real one is uh midori right, right mr power oh. i think about that scene all the time where he pops up naked out of the ground and he's like
1: power <laughs>
0: and then power comes in big text on the screen i'm like oh uh, big text hell yeah. <laughs> Oh you
1: you just like it because there's and big I, text. I
0: do i do i can close my eyes <laughs> and picture the screenshot exactly I'll, anytime there's big text on the screen it's cool
1: I like being called out if you want to call us out, send us an email the o h c podcast at gmail dot com We love reading these,
0: yeah, we will talk about them, apparently, yeah we will, yeah, rightfully so mm-hmm. we like
2: a good convo, a good debate,
1: yeah, I like getting uh, <laughs> a good debate about,
2: <laughs> a good debate about
0: the attractiveness of these <laughs> <small musical>
1: characters. <laughs> speaking of attractive, you know
0: in the Netflix adaptation these people would all be in their mid to late 20s that
1: was going to be such a good transition (laughs) speaking of people attracted to inanimate characters objects I meant to say objects sorry
0: people speaking of people interested in inanimate objects yeah hmm
1: Suzume (laughs)
0: Well it's interesting that you say that actually, <laughs> because this is something that I, I said to Amanda too as I was was texting her all of my thoughts about Suzume. Um,
1: this is also someone who doesn't like anime so for context for the listeners. Well you
0: know I just want to communicate my feelings.
1: You know you just want to share your life with people.
0: Yeah. I was like oh Amanda I went to go see this great movie. Let me tell you all about it. Um so I said I'm just gonna read my read my text message. This new this new movie was not a romance. Or at least I didn't interpret it as such. Oh
1: my goodness. Which I guess
0: our podcast listeners disagree with me about. Who said that? I saw it on, on the Discord. Oh. People were talking about how it was a romance. But oh. I did not view it as a romance. Okay. I saw it more loosely being about trauma and the the ability to acknowledge your feelings. Letting go, moving forward in life. But I thought it was thematically a bit convoluted. I think it's best as a Shinkai-style road trip adventure movie. The main characters say they love each other at various points. But I saw it more as like a friendship slash intimacy thing, not a romantic thing. Or like Shinkai, a, the Shinkai sense that love is the most powerful emotion and the basis of our actions, so, of course, the characters love each other, and that's why they go to extremes for each other. It's too flat an idea to think they said they love each other, therefore they're soulmates that are going to be together forever. There are many different forms of love out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone listening, everyone in the room, I feel like we need to give Dan a round of applause. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah so that is... So- We're finally getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
1: What am I just now
0: getting? What are you talking about?
1: What was, the, what, was the, um, what was the romance that you didn't get? <laughs> there was a romance in, a, in something we talked about that you were like, I just didn't get the romance part. And I was like, it's like literally only about romance.
2: Something we just reviewed? Yeah. Shit, I know what it is. <laughs> uh,
0: what did we watch?
1: It was OVAs and then it was.
0: Before that, oh, wait, it was not, uh, was it, um, summertime rendering?
1: Yes, it summertime rendering.
0: Wait, what was the love angle of summertime rendering?
1: Um, there's a love triangle happening between Ushio and uh, boy, and boy and his sister, Mio. Yeah, and then the friend, um, the friend of the boy, the boy
0: that wanted to mm-hmm. like Mio, what was his name? I don't remember that guy.
1: Heterochromia yeah. guy.
0: Um, Bit of an
2: octagon situation. Yeah, a little, a yeah. little,
1: little love octagon that you were like, I didn't get it.
0: <laughs> really, I said that. Yeah, you did. You didn't. You or you didn't work for you. It didn't work. You were like, you. It, didn't you were yeah. like it didn't yeah. resonate yeah. with me. Yeah, the love, the love part of it that. went
1: over my head.
0: Well, like I, I underst- Yeah, I mean, I saw that there was a love triangle happening, but. It didn't. It didn't really like tug at my heartstrings as yeah. a love story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Suzume, I see people on the internet not not just in our Discord, but on the internet at large that are like, "Oh, it's so weird and inappropriate that this college guy is like in love with this high school girl," and they're like,
2: "I don't think he's a bone in or
0: whatever," but i i didn't view this as a romantic Mm-mm. kind of love in i didn't either particular way
1: i feel like if you think it's about romance then i don't feel like maybe you haven't had enough romantic experience <laughs> you know what i mean it's like unexperienced people maybe
2: or like projecting yeah like if you're projecting your feelings onto yeah Susan or the other character yeah
1: yeah <laughs> because so. it really is about um close friendship to me like i don't think in any way when people say in the movie when they say they love each other that it isn't like strictly platonic love you know yeah. it's like and the movie does i feel like a really good job in explaining that in all of the different ways that Suzume says that she loves somebody mm. because you know she says that she loves her aunt she loves her mom she loves this boy and she's like
2: correct me if i'm wrong there there is a. No- Phrase necessarily for love the way we do in have in English mm. as we do in as in, J- in Japanese. Mm. So, like to say "I love you" is mm-hmm. the same phrase for "I like you." Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. so oh, don't sure, use it interchangeably, sure. or they use it interchangeably. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, I like, I love my car, or mm-hmm. I love my cat. Yeah. Like, all right. Well,
0: what is the weight of that yeah, like, exactly. statement? Yeah. I think of of battle royale style. I think you're really. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) We need to review that. Yeah, I'm down. (laughs) And the second movie. Mm. (laughs) The dumpster
2: dumpster fire, that is the second movie.
1: So before we get into super discussion about Suzume, Suzume summary. Yeah. It's about a girl. It's a coming of age story about a girl who has lost her mother and is going about life. Mm -hmm. and she is on her way to school and sees a very beautiful boy passing her in the street. Um, He asks her if she's seen a ruins around here anywhere, and she tells him where the ruins is, and she goes on about her day. Um, Come to find out that the ruins is actually kind of a crazy, uh, like, mythical entity in this world that her and uh, the boy have to then go and seal all of these Door shut so that the people of the the this plane of existence can continue about their normal life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the doors have the giant worm mm-hmm. from the after after ever from the ever after that is trying to escape into our world and the worm will uh, come out at these doors and then just belly flop onto Japan and that causes giant earthquakes. Mm-hmm. But if you shut the door, then the worm dematerializes, disintegrates, doesn't belly flop.
1: And then proceeds to the next door.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: All across Japan.
0: Running around closing the doors, which turned, <laughs> yeah, turns the story into um, Suzume and her three-legged chair companion uh, run around, take a road trip across Japan uh, and find all these Not, but it's not just about Closing the doors. I think it's also about meeting all these different people. And it was that road trip. And meeting all these different characters. And kind of seeing little insights. These little vignettes into their lives. And the way they impact Suzume and Suzume's worldview. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the most rewarding part of the movie.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very much so.
0: Yeah. So this is a.
2: a Comics. studio comics i think this is what shinkai created um for his first work but also they do they do commercials apparently Mm. Uh, i don't think they've Mm. done anything else tv wise Mm. but uh i imagine
1: their budget doesn't allow for tv (laughs) anime
2: (laughs) yeah um it's also highest selling japanese anime in china all time Suzume? Suzume. And what? also in South Korea. What? Mm-hmm.
1: There's so much hype around uh Shinkai now as a director, to be honest. That's true. So I feel like, you know, even even before we went to see the movie, I was like, okay, I didn't like your name was good. I didn't particularly ten, ten like weathering with you.
0: Ten out of ten.
1: But this was the movie where I was like, I'm gonna see it.
0: Nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: eight out of ten um where i'm where uh, i kind of like had really high expectations going in because i was like if this movie isn't good or different in any way then like i don't know if i want to continue watching his stuff if it's just like the same regurgitation over and over again but then jeff gave us a little fun fact
2: i did Yeah. Oh, about the
1: trilogy.
2: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he's Shinkai described this as the third movie in this trilogy, the disaster trilogy is what he's calling it. Even though fascinating, there's not a direct. Well, maybe there's there's some insight into you know names and things that are Mm -hmm. uh, connected, but it kind of makes sense. Though the last movie, Weathering with You, didn't go far enough, in my opinion, with depicting like climate change and global warming whatever mm-hmm. like you could have went a little farther in that explanation or just maybe like not so much that it was preachy or like should have been preachy
1: hmm. or like metaphorically could have been yeah. a little harder
2: and i didn't I, yeah I, I i didn't feel like i had to see an impact with this with Susan May, as a, uh, or vice versa, with Weathering With You. I remember leaving the theater with you guys. We did see it together, didn't we? Did we? Pretty sure we saw it together.
1: I feel like I see everything with you guys.
2: I, I was in Minneapolis <laughs> yes. by then, you so were. I wasn't there. Damn, yeah. okay. So maybe it was... Maybe
1: it was us. Maybe somebody was, was there. there. We, did, we always double-date, drag our partners with us to go see anime <laughs> stuff, so <laughs> I don't put it past us.
2: So I just think, yeah, Susan May ranks... I was thinking about this today. I think we just need to rewatch all the movies. Yeah. But this one, I think, ranks higher for me. Yeah.
1: For weathering it over. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're shocking.
0: Uh, so I'm I'm fascinated by the idea that this is a trilogy, and yeah. I I do understand uh Shinkai stated through line that this is a trilogy, all dealing with these giant national or these giant natural disasters that have so impacted. Japanese cultural identity and the Japanese worldview. Um, so he wants to explore those emotional ramifications. Um, and I see, I, I get that. But what makes it so weird to think of it as a trilogy to me is the way that Weathering with You and Your Name are so thematically close and so linked. And Susan May is just like off and left field as a completely separate thing altogether. You know, your name being a love story based around uh, fate, right? That these two individuals by fate in a way that supersedes logic, um, that circumstances may... um, Despite, yeah... um,
1: Hold, you rambled myself. yourself into your uh, own brain.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, no, but I get what you're saying.
2: Yeah, would you say that this m- this movie is more grounded, even though it's fantastical? Mystical. Yeah. Like, I feel like this movie feels more realistic in a way that, like, a, like only you or Kiki's Delivery Service Yeah, very feels Ghibli-esque, like, realistic. spirit
1: away kind of thing. Because, like... My question throughout after after watching it um, and like rewatching it is the logic and how she is able to see the door, see through the doors, because it seems like in the first half of the movie, she has been awakened to see the doors because of whatever circle. I was going to say because of the touching the keystone, but she touches this keystone after she like walks through the door. And it comes out at the same side instead of in the ever after. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe because she touched the keystone, then she was able to go into the doors. But she was able to go into the doors when she was a child, which is how all this all started. So I'm confused at how she doesn't see the doors all the time, how, the worm, how she doesn't see the worms all the time. Because if you have been to the ever after when you were a child, I would assume that that would just carry you through your adulthood.
0: Okay. I think I have an answer to this. Okay, offhand. cool. Okay, I, I suspect the issue is that you're right. She could always see the doors and she could always see the worm, but she was not in the location of the doors to see them at any gotcha. other point beyond mm. when that earthquake happened mm. to create the uh, kind of abandoned space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because that that is what the doors revolve around, is is abandoned spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, And the doors were not opening because both keystones were in place. But then, or at least if they did open, the worm wasn't coming out because the keystones were in place. I suppose maybe they just weren't opening at all because she opens the door in in the opening scene of Suzume, right? Yeah. Like she herself opens the door. It is closed. Then she opens it and tries to walk through, but just walks to the other side of the door rather than into the ever after. Well,
1: even the very first scene is her as a kid walking already in the ever after. Right.
0: Hmm. Right. That's true. But Well, I think the worm I think the worm so the I, I think the worm she never sees the worm. Because the worm's never there, mm. because the, and the worm is it's never sealed. there because it's sealed by both mm-hmm. keystones. Then she takes out one of the keystone. Suddenly, the worm is able to get out of the doors. Yeah,
1: gotcha, gotcha, mm.
0: gotcha.
1: Um, so I think, well, I watched the interview on Crunchyroll's YouTube channel with mm-hmm. Shinkai, and um, I think it kind of like opened my mind to what Suzume actually is, and I feel like if there is any kind of like movie or series or anything that you're like wanting to know more about, definitely Google it. See if you can find uh, interviews with the director so that you can know exactly. Um, Because like (laughs) throughout watching Suzume, like I knew it was supposed to be about natural disasters in Japan and the earthquakes. I didn't, I thought that like, that was just like a thematic element that the worms were so big that they made earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really like thinking, Oh, this is about the 2011 earthquake, but yeah. Susume actually her the town that she lives in is Tohoku. To Tohoku. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the big earthquake of 2011 happened. Mm-hmm. So her journey starts where it happened. And then she goes all the way up the, um, the islands of Japan, Mm -hmm. up to Hokkaido even. Um, And I just thought that was really interesting because, like, I feel like us as a country haven't experienced anything like that that's, like, that massively, like... Big natural disaster kind of thing, and that, and he was speaking about it as if like, like it changed him completely as a person. It changed the the country as a whole and the way they did things, like going forward. And um, if you think about it, for our characters, that's kind of exactly what happened. She discovers these worms. She discovers that there's this whole entire other universe of things that she could be doing, and it kind of makes her regular life seem less than because she's not doing anything to help behind the scenes or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just thought that was really interesting.
0: Well, when, when we think about how we as Americans don't have the same um, cultural reference points for natural disasters, uh, I'm, I'm curious what the scale of these earthquakes are in comparison to Hurricane Katrina. Mm. And because I, I, th- I think America has had, Similarly scaled natural disasters. And I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking specifically of Hurricane Katrina, mm. but in my mind, the difference is that the U.S. is so much geographically larger than Japan. So, like when we, it th- when we, yeah, when we think, mm-hmm. the three of us think of Hurricane Katrina, that feels like something only marginally relevant to us because mm-hmm. it's a long physical distance from us a totally true. different part of the country mm-hmm. with uh, so much of of like american cultural context of like all how all these different regions you know people say that the usa is like if the continent of europe was just one country you know where there's like vast cultural differences and political differences from region to region within mm-hmm. the usa So when things happen in New Orleans, I'm like, man, I I ain't ever even been to New Orleans, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: My experience of Katrina was the um, roof leaked over our bed, and that was it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know, very, very minor.
0: And and I think also this is the difference between a Japanese sense of communalism versus the American sense of Mm -hmm. rugged individualism, Mm -hmm. where when things happen, like Hurricane Katrina, the American reaction is kind of like, man sucks for those people but yeah. when stuff happens in japan maybe the reaction is more like man this sucks for all of us mm-hmm. yeah i keep thinking about those twisters and tornadoes you know that
2: have happened this past month they seem like every like every every couple of weeks or every week there was a new twister or mm-hmm. it's like wow like the slang for new
0: public shooting in Texas. Oh, it might be. Yeah. If that also is okay. in the news like every single day. And I'm <sighs> going to Texas next week like damn man, me and being are is
1: gonna
2: shot eating. Yeah. We're at okay. 200 or 200 mass shootings this year already. Just about. Mm. But uh that's a whole different kind of disaster. Yeah. <laughs> um but, but yeah. I
1: thought it was really interesting that it affected him on such a grand level mm-hmm. that it made him want to make three movies about it.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, I I guess I understand that your name is technically about this, but it I, that's not the way I think about your name. And it's not really the way I think about Weathering with you mm-hmm. either. I think of these really as being, yeah, the two sides, like love, love that is you know, supported by fate love where you are prioritizing the other person, regardless of consequence to the um, contradiction of fate, mm-hmm. you know? And Susan May, is just not even about love.
1: It's about adventure.
0: Yeah. 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 So it doesn't, doesn't feel
1: following your heart
0: that they're like, I, I, I guess they're, they're like topically linked as a trilogy, but to me they feel not thematically linked mm. as a trilogy.
1: Mm. Trilogy in a loose sense of the word.
2: Yeah, so that means in theory that this next movie will do nothing with either um, of these themes. Yeah. Hopefully that he will, you know, he, he even said he's tired of doing these types of movies.
1: Mm.
2: So I think he's ready to move on. Fucking next, next one to yeah, yeah, be it's a fucking... live action cyberpunk <laughs> <you> know, murder <laughs> mystery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking bamboozled me. Cause now yeah. I got to go see his next movie too.
0: It's going to be a Satoshi Kon style movie. That psychological thriller. Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Please. Well, Hit uh, me with it. Suzume,
0: Suzume had many of the things that I, I think of when it comes to a Shinkai movie that mm. have many of his signature, okay. um, direct, his signature movie making um, uh, little stylistic flares. Mm-hmm. And I, as we watch all these Shinkai movies come out in real time, I feel like now you can just watch a movie and be like, oh, that's a Shinkai movie. It's got all the signature little things, uh, all the things that he's into, an emphasis on food, creating these super detailed, lived-in <sighs> physical spaces. Yeah. Her Big. room,
1: her room. And this one was a great, like really mm-hmm. nicely done. And all of the ruins... Like yeah. we're fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's another I thing. wanna go see these ruins. The
0: big dreamy <laughs> landscape shops. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and how a lot of the storytelling nuances he's into, such as elderly people that are the keepers of knowledge. Mm. Mm. People just always believe each other, regardless of any logic or practicalness. <laughs> they just believe whatever somebody tells them. <laughs> the main characters are always young people on the cusp of rebelling. It's not that they're like in a state of teenage rebellion, mm. they're like just about. To Ready. get into that teenage rebellious yeah. phase, but they're mm-hmm. not quite there yet. Mm. Um, he talks a lot about the emotional history of the land. That's a
1: that's a huge thing, thing especially in Suzume, mm-hmm. and that okay. I can talk about later.
0: And a mix of ancient etherealness with modern technology. That is uh, that's the best the part about Suzume, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, like literally biggest and best part about all of his movies is the tie that these characters that are in modern society have to like the ancient lands and Mm. like... Yeah, history. Like
2: in terms of like folklore and mm-hmm. especially with deities.
0: Yeah, you know. so in, in Suzume, and I think Suzume is the most fun of all of these because we see yeah. Daijin blowing up on social media. Literally
1: being a social fucking media loved <laughs> yeah, that. Love it. Love so cool.
0: that. It's so fun. Really it's is. so cute. Yeah, and we see this too, like Weathering with You, we have the, uh, the weather girl and she also becomes a little bit of a social media phenomenon mm-hmm. starts an internet business business
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh and we see this with your name as well um a little bit less so but like with text messaging throughout time
1: yeah well and they would like text each other their food Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of of uh
2: detailed like settings you know in food now that's become so commonplace in certain like especially tv shows i've noticed Mm -hmm. you know even um I bring up Super Cub a lot, but that's, that's one where I'm like, this wouldn't probably be without, uh, uh, Shinkai movies. Mm. They probably wouldn't have this level of detail. Yeah.
1: Euro mm. camp
0: too. Mm. Like just, they talk a lot about, uh, cooking while camping. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Food Wars. We need to thank Food Wars. I too. mean,
1: thank yeah. Food Wars. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: <laughs> you know, that is, it is certainly true that when we go back through the history of anime, I mean, you, you watch people eat in Dragon Ball Z, you know, you, it's just somebody shoves a bowl in their face and goes.
1: Yeah, Naruto.
0: You like barely see the food itself. Yeah. 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 I wonder, yeah, now I, I wonder where that trend really started. Because well, stu- Studio Ghibli. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, spared it away.
1: The fucking pigs eating at the yeah.
0: T- yeah. slop yeah. at the
1: trough. Because
0: it was my impression that Shinkai's team was a lot of ex-Studio Ghibli people. Mm. So I wonder if they took that, um, that, that I don't know. Creative that sense. That tilt, that creative sense yeah. with them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: speaking of deities, a cool fun fact is that Dajin, or U Dajin, is left, or north, or one of them. Mm-hmm. And then Sa Dajin, which is like the other big bad monster, mm-hmm. is like north or south. So it's supposed to be more like a yin and yang kind of thing. Right. The balance right. is upset because Dajin is not at his post. So he takes Suzume to Sa Dajin mm-hmm. to uh, restore the balance. hmm
0: but were they really the big
1: bads? but and if and if you if you look like i know we didn't really get a chance to like like watch this over again and like really get the details but like dodging in his like little cat form is white with a black ring around his eye mm-hmm. and saw mm-hmm. in his like cat form is black with a white ring mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah i didn't pick up on that when i first watched it
1: me either yeah. but i love this crunchy roll interview because it gives yeah. me all the intel yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean there's people who've gone to see it like a dozen times there's people you know in our uh, discord yeah uh, ct it's like yeah i went to see it you know four or five times mm-hmm. and someone uh, on youtube is saying yeah, it's, this is my 11th time seeing it
1: oh my god I'm like how much money do you have
0: yeah how many times are these screening in your city <laughs> it's still <the> screening <laughs> is it really i googled it yeah i googled Dang, I thought, I, thought I thought we were was, like no
2: i thought today was the last oh screening. maybe it i is. thought the 16th yeah. of
1: april was the last no. screening and i was like we got to get the shit in guys i was just
0: surprised to see it like locally really a, yeah yeah there was a screening in washington dc at like 1 p.m today oh, dang. i was thinking about going went. but decided it was <laughs> we too have. tight to make yeah. it here in time mm-hmm. yeah no that camcorder rip got us got us through
1: yes it did it did um when that
0: person walked in front of the screen it wasn't during an important part
1: that's so true so very beginning, very beginning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you aren't you supposed to go at like the latest screening and you know in the middle of like monday you know late night or late monday yeah there are no ones there's no one else there mm-hmm. set up your little camcorder
1: yeah set up uh, your phone on your chest or a little GoPro gopro mm. whatever
2: mm. so well, speaking of that so the audio right watching it do, without the audio theater
1: experience, it just kills it
2: for you kills it like if yeah like you mm. got it you got to see it in theater I, I think so
1: i think so as well mm-hmm. jeff was singing a lot of the songs
2: it was really yeah there, there was a there was a couple insert songs that i was familiar with mm-hmm. and that the Japanese public. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So and and yeah, that that's a great point because I, I remember when I saw this movie with Matt and Lou and they uh, they put on his and her circumstances ending. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. was like Matt, did yeah. you know that oh that's a God. Very famous
2: anime ending song? Which is a, a which is a cover of a of a seventies. 70s... I've realized that yeah. in retrospect. Well now. Yeah. <laughs> but when but when we saw it in um, a la- uh, couple of the rebuild movies. Mm. I've heard it in the rebuild movies. I was like, why are they playing this fucking his or her circumstance song? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's just a cover of another cover of another yeah. cover. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> so the song we're talking about, uh, another song is Runge no Dengon, which is a uh, Delivery service. So. Oh, okay. mm. yeah. Yeah, and that's, and I was
0: whistling it. I was like,
1: I know. I was, I was like, how do he know all these songs? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they, well, they name dropped Whisper of the Heart in Suzume as well. Mm-hmm. When uh, Daijin first gets on social media, somebody posts, I feel like I'm in Whisper of the Heart.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's the part that they wanted, that Shinkai wanted to, um, for the audience to sort of feel connected to. So that they, you know, it's relatable and it's not so. Mm fantastical
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, the he, social media part I thought was done so well
0: yes, oh, fashion yeah. is
1: so fucking yeah. cute yeah. and I really hate that Susume yelled at him
0: yeah well you know <laughs> Daisen is, is an interesting character worth worth digging into a little bit Literally, because yeah. the you know Shinkai references him as the antagonist in this interview mm. and he also um, I forgot what I was going to say I'm off my game today. Um, But yeah, he comes across as this antagonistic type character earlier mm-hmm. on but then they kind of reframe him at the end they say oh were you actually just trying to lead us from door to door so we could stop these catastrophes from happening makes him sound like he's a good guy kind of doing the service of course these doors wouldn't be an issue if he had just stayed at his post well i'm
1: sorry it, it wouldn't have been an issue if susan made didn't <laughs> stick her nose into somebody else's business
0: well that's also true that's Same. also true. Stalker. I'm sorry, when
1: I look at a rock in the ground that looks like a cat, my first instinct isn't to pull it out of the ground. It's probably to like give it a little pet.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's fair.
1: Um, I will say that out of all of the Shinkai movies, I really like the aesthetics in this one. Mm. Um, I think the worm looks crazy cool. And the later parts where Susume and the boy are, like, running across it and, like, getting thrown off it Mm -hmm. and stuff, I think, like, the atmosphere of the big bad in this one is way more my style.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the other, because, yeah, the other movies don't really have big bads, per se. Mm -hmm. You know, the big bad of your name is a meteor.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The
0: big bad of Wuthering with you is... Rain. Rain. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I thought that the town that you that um Susan May comes up on when she's on the bike in the first scene, mm-hmm. I thought that was uh the town in your name. It was very it was like well, half moon yeah, shaped uh, yeah, yeah, and stuff. And I was like, is this a reference? I was like yeah. trying to find all the references to his past movies. Sure. You know?
0: Well, and that's another good example of how weathering with you and your name are so closely linked because they are they got the same characters in both movies, but mm-hmm. Suzume is, you know, just somewhere else out in left field over there somewhere.
2: So they go backwards. I think you, when you, earlier you were talking about, she goes, she leaves her hometown where the first earth, earthquake happens. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. You go, she goes oh, to Fukushima in
1: okay. the
2: last one where the, the earthquake that she was involved in mm-hmm. happens.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so there's like, there's four different references that I, I, that were pointed out. Um, Ehime torrential rains, which is the second, second disaster. Mm. Um, Kobe 95 earthquake. And then of course in Tokyo, which was the, the Kanto region. Mm-hmm. earthquake. Mm. Is, and this, the idea of like Tokyo or the central part of Japan is constantly moving. And so you're mm-hmm. like, you're moving from, uh, what is it uh, west east um yes but like to your point like since japan is such a small island you know these things are sort of they're moving around in this homogenous space like it, it it sort of and like the, the japanese people apparently are like good at covering up their emotions right mm-hmm. so I'm not, i haven't been to japan you've been to japan and mm-hmm. experienced this but like yeah like so if these are like scars these doors are the scars of these disasters um uh, daijin and um what's the other one sa daijin yeah they're the ones that are bringing out the negative emotions the ones that are sort mm-hmm. of you know built uh mm-hmm. sort of trapped and repressed
1: mm-hmm. um which and we see that with s- the sexually
2: oppressed as well with who with, with, with the, the ant, ant? She's sexy, oh. repressed too.
1: No, oh yeah, that part. Um, because she really is hot for the the um, guy's friend, mm-hmm. but she also oh, yells yeah. at Suzume really hard about yeah, her. I thought that
0: was really random. That was rough. Yeah. I don't think it
1: was random. I didn't feel it was random. I thought it was definitely like building up this whole time. Really? Yeah, because Suzume was like, I can only assume, and I guess we can only assume because we didn't see before any of this started. But I can only assume that Suzume is like. A normal girl with normal things happening mm-hmm. and her aunt had to like pretty much stop her life to take care yes. of her and raise her right. and i can only imagine like having you know my career in place or things i want to do and then that all being taken away from me from this child that i very lovingly raised and then all of a sudden um she stops telling me things that are going on in her life and is now halfway across the country you know so i can only imagine thinking all of these things throughout the her entire life throughout my entire life raising her and not being able to say that because she doesn't have like a significant other or anyone really to like confide in for these feelings or to vent you know so um i think sa daijin brought out the things that she wanted to say at a moment that probably like wasn't the best, but it was one of those things where Susan may kind of like had to hear it because if she didn't, she wouldn't have known um, how much her aunt like actually loved her and how much she actually sacrificed for her to be doing whatever she's doing.
0: But I, I really wish that the aunt's coworker. I thought he was going to play a bigger role in all of this than he did. Now I think the aunt should hook up with the um, chair guy's friend. Yeah, she should skew for so, the younger man who's way. He's super fucking cool. Yeah, he <laughs> and is, and seemingly available. Whereas the coworker seems interested in her, but like he's. The fuck is he... He ain't doing shit. The fuck is he ever doing? He's, yeah. He's worthless.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a nice guy. Mm. So, <laughs> I want to... Since we brought that up, since we were talking about it, um, I think that the aunt should have dated... The college guy's friends. Yeah. Because, and it was weird, because every time the boys were talking to Suzume, it felt like they were of, like, a little bit older than Suzume, around Suzume's age, it didn't really seem like there was that much of an age gap, there was Mm -hmm. in, like, the way that they spoke to her, but then as soon as, like, the aunt was on screen, and they were interacting with her, it was like, they were of her age, and not Suzume's age.
0: Right. Like they, they, they
1: spoke d- differently to yeah, her right. than they did to Suzume. And I right. that kind of creeped me out <laughs> a little bit. And um the fact that what was the guy? What's the chair guy's name?
0: I forget. Sota. Sota. Sota.
1: the fact that Sota um was older and like not like significantly, but like kind of a little. Like I would assume that Suzume is like fifteen. Yeah. Maybe younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe one year 15 yeah. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in that. And that he's like about to graduate college to be a teacher. Yeah. So he's probably like twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Something like that. I was like, um oh, I don't I don't think that's kind of creepy. <laughs> and I'm usually not the one to say that.
0: Yeah, but that's well, that's why I was I was it didn't come across to me like they were really like romantically engaged yeah. with each other. And well, and that, that 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 to, yeah. Well, like in the, the way that they talked to
1: Yeah, like in the the way that they talked to Suzume was like, "Oh, she is a child." Yeah. It wasn't like, "Oh, we're on equal playing field." He's always like, I don't know, the yeah. tone and the connotation, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I I felt that way too, and I mean, I got plenty of friends that are younger than me, so I, I don't think it'd be that weird to like have a friend that's younger than you that you love and care about. Yeah. And I saw this more as Shinkai's worldview that like oh the only reason people would like go that far for each other is because they love each other but just because they love each other doesn't mean they're you know gonna be swapping their sexual fluids with each other
1: well you know he's, he's also a chair
0: yeah let's talk about the chair
1: let's talk about <laughs> it's object. A met-
0: it's a metaphor for object- how just walks all over him
2: you know? <laughs> It's actually know it's an expensive uh, piece, art piece, like in the show Beef. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's worth a lot of money. It's worth millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. This chair, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's gonna be sold to uh, um, higher.
0: Says in this interview that they made him a chair for comic relief. It worked. I mean, I, I also <laughs> it did, but
1: I'm also, and I don't think anyone has answered this across any kind of like research I've done. Why does the chair only have three legs?
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I guess that must have. I think that was a comic re- part of the comic relief angle.
1: Because, I just,
0: you know, I, I liked it, but it's not lol funny. I mean, is this really Shinkai's sense of humor? Like it's kind of Pixar. Pixar. Yeah,
2: you know yeah. what
1: I
0: mean. Like the
2: lamp. Yeah, or like a Toy Story lamp. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, and yeah. I feel like
1: Or like the Slinky Dog. Yeah, from Slink, Toy oh, Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and. You know, like I've seen, like, I know that by the end, the chair was the chair from the chair because it's the chair that's existed this whole time. Mm -hmm. But also the chair in the flashbacks with the mom had four legs.
0: Yeah, they lost a leg along the way. And
1: I really need to know what happened to the other leg. (laughs) Sometimes you just don't. Poor craftsmanship, maybe.
0: Mm. Well, one would think not because they say over and over that the mom was so good at woodworking. But who really knows man like sometimes things just break Almost i really need to my know a pint glass that danny broke that was not just something just breaking
1: Blasphemous.
0: danny never stand with me again
1: yeah danny
0: <laughs> fuck danny
2: yeah <laughs> uh but the chair was animated very nicely. It was. It had a lot of character. Well, I, yeah. And I was so flanking around. I'll, I'll loop
1: this well, back
0: to... Can you I know. say
1: one really quick, yeah. funny thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that object pedif- Ophelia is the sexual attraction to um, to inanimate objects. And I one time saw on My Strange Addiction this. And the woman was, married a Ferris wheel. And there's a Ferris wheel in Susme. What the <laughs> so, fuck? Hmm. Continue. I just wanted she to throw. She married a big
0: ass like, Ferris
1: wheel. Yes, uh. huge like a like a. Did
0: she keep this Ferris wheel on her property? Yes. And she and what? She rode it around?
1: Um, no, just you know.
0: Well, Michael Jackson rode had whole, it around. Had an entire amusement
2: just park. Okay.
0: It. Yeah. It's weird.
1: Yeah, she like picked it out from the circus. It's weird. <laughs> well,
0: whatever. Every, whenever we get to jollies
1: kisses the chair just
2: saying now if he had been the that chair had been Sato in human form the entire time yeah I could see like it may not be as interesting
1: it's like her you know maybe it's like the movie Her chair <laughs> AI they're all the same that's yeah, the same thing <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I, I want to loop this back to Jeff's sense of how much the sound design and music played into this, because I actually thought this was the weakest
1: <gasps>
0: of, quote unquote the trilogy in that regard. Huh. Interesting. That is also with music or yeah, the-, with the music. Okay. And and maybe the yeah, sound design I don't have strong feelings about, but the music for sure, like them the big powerful Radwimps numbers coming in in your name and weathering yeah. with you just, just I mean, devastated me. And Suzume, yeah, the music's good, but nothing, no, nothing devastating. Nothing I'm gonna go put on you know YouTube on my own time and listen to it.
1: I mean, you can't really compare Cosmic Crisp Apples to Red Delicious, so.
0: You
2: can't no, compare like delicious can't compare compare gaia apples to honey crisp yeah no, i like honey
0: crisp
1: <laughs> well you would like Cosmic i just chose, crisp.
0: I just chose two random, random.
1: <laughs> 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 i got schooled about apples the other day at work so
0: wow that's cool what'd
1: you learn um cosmic crisp are the best apples they're my favorite apples and, and they shit. are cross-pollinated with honey crisp apples and they are award-winning I don't think they even sell cosmic crisp apples at my local grocery store. I've never even heard of them
0: before. I normally get honey crisp. They're literally the best. Damn, my god. I'll have to give you some. Yeah, I got to keep my eyes open for it.
1: But I mean, you can't really compare Radwimps <laughs> the psychoid. Iconic-
0: Radwimps Wim- Rad made the soundtrack.
1: Okay, for your name. No, for Suzume. Did they really?
0: Yeah. No, they didn't. No, yeah, they just did all instrumentals. Shinkai had them do all instrumentals. I'm serious, look it up. I wait, it was... they didn't
1: do the do-do-do-do?
2: I read that he he got this um American Japanese composer. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Jinochi?
1: Oh am I wrong? Mm-hmm. I thought I spotted. Pronounced gnocchi.
2: Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kazu I... Kazuma
1: Jinochi <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> he worked on Ghost in the Shell okay. our favorite your sack your sack your
1: sack 2045 <laughs> your sack. Uh, yeah. your <laughs> your, <laughs> <laughs> your
2: Ultraman Ruby Pikachu Detective Pikachu wow okay oh am I just wrong I thought Red. well was... I think maybe they worked side by side
0: okay
1: they worked in close relation to your sack <laughs> <laughs>
0: My sack gave them direction. <laughs> that's what it was.
2: No, it was... it So was, it, was, it was like this guy, the composer, yeah. Brad Wimps. Yeah, and like a third person that
0: they like worked. Oh, okay. And they... Oh, they mixed. Yeah. Mixing yeah. gold. Okay. They kitchenated. Mm-hmm. Because the... You know, the, I, I don't want to be like, oh, Suzume had a crappy soundtrack, because that's not true. And when they're all do 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 I thought that was really effective, and I was yeah. into it. But it, it did not... You know, like when I when I compare that to that uh, Radwimps, like yeah,
1: like,
0: I mean, like from your name in that montage, I'm like, yeah, dude,
1: I'm
0: losing it. I'm losing it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, but I thought this one was more theatrical. Yeah, maybe totally. that's mm. but maybe that's because of, they chose the this but composer. Think, it felt more like I was watching a Hollywood movie.
1: I think it I was subtle, but in an effective way. Okay. You know? Because it wasn't like... It was like very specifically placed.
2: Yeah. This is the first time that I've watched a movie and I knew the music before I watched the movie kind because of, of how popular the theme song was. Okay. The doo doo do, doo doo
0: oh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I was like...
0: This is another. Do they do they do a uh, cover of this song too? Mm. Nope. So wait. Let's let's go back to Diogenes. Di, do, do, does Diogenes qualify as an as an antagonist?
1: Um, I think he qualifies as a plot driver mm. and subverting your expectations because in the beginning you think oh. Um, well, I don't know. In the beginning, I thought, oh, my God, look at this cute cat. And he talks and he talks to Susan May and he like really likes Susan May. That's so cute. I want yeah. a cat to come to my window looking haggard <laughs> yeah. and then love me more than anything in the world and puff right up.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I really love that transition of, of uh, I, Susan May. Lo- sorry.
1: Sorry.
0: I really love, loved the uh What?
1: He's like (laughs) Cubie from Madoka Magica, though. Uh, He
0: is, yeah. Except
1: for Cubie is a little more evil. Yeah. But, like, in that moment when he's like, but you, you're in my way. I was like, oh, my God. Chills down my spine. I was like, oh, my God. And then he turns him into the chair. And I was like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, that part had impact. Because it really comes out of nowhere. You're not expecting that.
1: I'll say the first half hour tons of impact. Yeah. The most impact cuz you know you're getting all of the setting the story like you're getting all the sense of these characters like mm-hmm. but not fully but like so i feel like in that in those like beginning moments you're like oh my god what is this you know cuz like he kind of looks like the statue but it kind of doesn't correlate until you see him and he's talking and you're like oh that's got to be from the supernatural thing that just happened with Suzume at the pond you know so like Mm -hmm. that and then you think he's cute you think he's there to help or you like don't know what he's there for and then he like all of a sudden turns on them is like wild
0: yeah 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 it is quite ghastly Mm -hmm. when he looks over at sota and he's like and you you're in the way Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but i yeah I, i i particularly liked his transitions of when uh, Suzume is mad at him, or doesn't doesn't hasn't yet established a relationship with him. He's all like, yeah, haggard and scraggly mm-hmm. and emaciated. Then when Suzume is happy with him and shows some some love, he yeah fills out, puffs right oh, up, big so smile. True. Yeah, he's like all about it.
1: I wish my cats did that because then I would know like you really love me right now, <laughs> and you know how much I love you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I felt bad for so insofar as it must be really annoying to just be stuck battling this worm forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I totally, I, I didn't think of him so much as like a bad guy per se because I, I mean, he just wanted to get the fuck out and have a vacation. You know? yeah. who, who can blame him for that? I can't. He's been working hard for a long time. He deserves mm-hmm. to have some fun. He's not really like doing any damage or harming anybody directly. I mean, he's, his de- dereliction of duty causes damage, but his actions are not damaging.
1: And boy, has a vacation becomes yeah, a twitter the, star
0: he's living at the fuck up he goes to that bar and then everybody's <laughs> like oh yeah what an interesting person
1: yeah and then it's like pulls back the curtain and it's yeah. and i'm like what the fuck
0: yeah i thought that was really <laughs> funny
1: oh the bar was really cool i really liked mm-hmm. that vibe
0: yeah i thought all all of the uh the side character vignette parts were awesome Mm -hmm. that was the most rewarding part of the movie to Mm -hmm. me kind of felt like it could be in
2: the same universe as tokyo godfathers that bar
1: Mm, yeah totally. the
2: drag bar yeah you know had that same sort of coziness and you know it felt like you'd been there like you were Mm -hmm. you know felt tangible Mm. so that so that character what was her name the one they meet who owns the bar
1: she picks her up in her car at a bus stop when it was pouring
0: yeah which is a very like shinkai thing to do and so far as i think we're so far at least in america we're so far beyond the idea of picking up hitchhikers Mm. by 2023 i thought Mm -hmm. you just
1: meant like in the rain because of like water and weathering of you and garden of words the Shinkai
0: sense that people just like they just totally believe each other no matter what comes out of their mouth they're like oh word yeah of course very interesting you know that like yes this this uh, lady is going to pick up a random hitchhiker and and just like believe everything out of this girl's mouth you know without really thinking too hard about it like, well you want to watch my kids you yeah. know want to babysit my kids for me real quick <laughs> literally
1: no yeah. those kids were awful <laughs>
0: yeah. those kids looked like they were fun i
2: actually did laugh out loud when the, that car scene when uh the chair you know Sota uh so I was stacking things oh, oh my yeah. god you know, yeah I, I had an audible that was actually chuckle. really cute mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um What else? So, okay, so one thing I did, my big criticism for me in the movie was the pacing up until, I guess like the third act or whatever. Like I guess there was maybe four acts, but it felt like the climax of the movie came in Tokyo Mm -hmm. and then it kind of switched gears to the road trip. Back to the road trip. Back to the road trip,
0: essentially. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like, Okay. Right, the the climax would be when Sota becomes the new keystone. Then they have like an extra 40 minutes of film where they resolve the consequences of the climax.
1: But if that was his destiny.
0: But was it really his destiny? As a
1: keystone, as like a key holder.
0: Was it really his destiny?
1: I mean... I think it would have been without interference. Mm. You know.
0: Mm. He didn't seem to be doing a good job as a keystone.
1: Honestly, if you got a 15-year-old girl to help you close that first door that we saw, are you really doing your <laughs> really job prepared right? Prepared for this? Yeah, are you really prepared? I think maybe like less studying to be a teacher and more protecting yeah. the universe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the two... So the two keystones that we see, you know, Daijin and Sadaijin, are giant-ass cats that battle the worm. Mm-hmm. And Sota is a keystone. is just a chair stuck in the ground. And I, I don't see how that does anything to prevent the worm from going into our world and body slamming us. Yeah. So I, I guess... Like, in theory, I understand, like, oh, he's the new keystone, and that prevents the worm from doing its thing. But when they actually show it on screen, it's like, what? Is he just, like, sitting on, like, the last two inches of the worm's tail, and that's going to prevent him from getting out? Like, I don't see, like, what the hell is he doing as the keystone?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I kind of felt that way, too. I thought maybe there was some sort of lore behind that Mm.
2: in that, like, it was written in this prophecy, sort. Of, but they didn't. They never really described such a thing, mm-hmm. except the older guy. The was a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he seemed to have knowledge and about what was supposed to happen or mm-hmm. supposedly happen. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, I wish they could have fleshed out maybe that element mm. more. Or he's maybe just suspend disbelief and just sort of this is just you know loose fantasy yeah it's not so hard hard to, you know
1: it wasn't because it wasn't let a chair is so much stronger than a stone of a cat but that the metaphor is that is what he has turned into and that is who he is mm-hmm. so who what what would his keystone have looked like if he was in his human form or would he have been a keystone
0: at all he, he would he would have been a, a person like on his hands and knees and tabletop form.
2: for oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or i mean or this dome <laughs> you know this dome like phallic looking stones that are in japan and they mm. just stick out of the grounds maybe he would look mm-hmm, like that
1: yeah
2: with the like white yeah. triangle shaped things around him isn't there an episode of Paliber like that remember they're like in the woods and they mess they like fuck up some tree hmm. do you remember, remember that in the tv series i do you that, not have a clear memory of this okay. but i believe <laughs> you. it's like one of the only supernatural episodes in pat labor uh, yeah. anyway but don't fuck with the
0: deities don't fuck with uh, shrines or anything like that yeah yeah well you know this is this is a, a great Shinkai esque moment uh, or a great Shinkai moment that displays what I'm talking about at the very end when the aunt is um, traveling by bike with Suzume in the back and the two cats up front and she asks Suzume, who are these two cats? And Suzume goes, oh, they're like gods? And she's like, "A oh, word. <laughs> that's cool
1: i'm gonna believe everything you say (laughs) yeah
0: that's totally a a shinkai way of of conveying information people just say whatever and everyone else in the room is like oh word that's cool
1: well they did just have like a very emotional moment of them like reconnecting after she said um, the mean (laughs) stuff
0: fixing the sunroof of the car
1: yeah and so i guess at that point you would be like oh She's telling me the truth then mm. because we just had this big emotional moment.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel she wouldn't like lie to me now. You know, I have a very close relationship with my parents and I don't lie to them, but nonetheless, I feel like if I told my parents that these two cats were gods, maybe they would like, not yeah, they might feel like Is that really true, Daniel? Maybe
1: like okay, Daniel.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, Daniel. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> My big gripe is that, yeah, it, the the quote unquote romance of the story didn't need to be there, and that they could have just loved each other and cared about each other as friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like they like it felt like like it was like last minute that they loved each other, and that they would go through this much trouble. Yes. To keep each other, I felt like that was thrown in at the last moment to like get your emotions going,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or to have something to relate to.
0: Yeah, well, because it, it could
1: have just been about Suzume coming of age, yeah, finding herself, yeah, finding her path in life. I didn't need any of the story with the with the brother, or I mean the um. Sorter. Sota. yeah yeah i agree her brother and sister <laughs> obviously this is a ciscon show so mm. but yeah um i just felt like it didn't need it
0: i agree and i that that is in line with my general criticism as well that mm-hmm. this is not as focused as the previous shinkai movies and it suffers for that
1: it would have been stronger if it was just about Suzume's journey
0: I agree mm-hmm. I agree
1: even with the fantastical elements even with sota being in the mix, if it was more about Suzume finding herself and what she what her like life path is after losing her mother, then that would have been the emotional journey well, for me as well you
0: know and in that sense maybe we're trying to say that this should have been more like spirited away mm-hmm. A spirited Away also technically has a little bit of a love story going on yes. but it's very mm-hmm. understated mm-hmm. and it's it's a relative side point to the main thematic thrust of the coming of age of the young girl Suzume feels like it's it's swapped this a little bit that it frames itself as being this vague romance even though it just said it's not actually a romance um and the the angle of Suzume coming of age finding herself growing up is a little bit more understated i think yeah they should have switched those priorities mm-hmm. i agree do you think that um in
2: japan they would walk away with a deeper
0: understanding thematically of what the movie is about now, shinkai sir sure seems to think so because that, that's yeah. what all the interviews are about are like well obviously this is about these earthquakes and i just threw all these other like a guy that turns into a chair and a romance and all this other stuff so that young people that can't relate to the natural disaster angle have some way of enjoying this because if i just made some downer movie about earthquakes <laughs> nobody would like it
1: <laughs> Hmm. Well, and I take back my first statement that we don't have very many national disasters because my mom, well, because like my family's from California. So my mom, when she was little, was in the really big San Francisco earthquake right. and like has some, like really yeah. vivid memories of yeah. that. But um, yeah, it's all the way across the country and did not affect me in the slightest.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's much like 9-11 yeah, yeah, like called the generation growing up without having that as an impact. Yeah, but like I can, you know, I know people and myself included that can remember where I was, what you we, know, mm-hmm. what we were doing. Same, same. I had and stress dreams. Yeah,
1: because I watched the news like twenty four seven. about it.
2: Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, that was my takeaway, and and for me, like, whenever there's sort of a, um, so I didn't, I didn't feel emotionally affected until the end when uh susan may is like she can see her younger self looking mm-hmm. for her mom mm-hmm. and like sort of that interaction and like calling out for her mom like anytime that stuff like that happens mm-hmm. in, in like a in, in media it always like
1: on mm-hmm. yeah. my heartstrings mm-hmm.
2: and like being lost and like not having
1: grounded yeah
2: yeah like a mother figure mm-hmm. but i got mommy issues <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, like, and like, I remember saying also that I don't like when movies tend to force you to feel a certain way mm-hmm. because of the music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was a little melodramatic in that mm-hmm. regard. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you're really pulling here. You're really We're trying to
1: really get everybody in the theater
2: with this song and the music. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: if you feel that way, you feel that way. Mm-hmm. But without, like, you don't need to have that extra orchestral sweet or whatever mm-hmm. to have an impact.
1: No, but definitely when, at the end, when Susan is looking at her younger self, I was like, oh, the the mm-hmm. I love a full circle moment, and the journey has come full circle, mm-hmm. and she handed her the chair, and I was like, oh my god, we finally get to know why it only has three legs, and then I was like, and credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
0: and if oh. I, am I correct in remembering that Suzume is wearing Sota's boots when she... Is in that scene. The foot? Doesn't she like have to put on Sota's boots at one point, but they're too big, so she ties them weird?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that whole like road trip because she goes back and gets a shower. Yeah. And then puts on his clothes for the road trip up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's any significance to the idea that when she's. Oh, she her, walked a
1: mile in his shoes
0: yeah yeah or well i was i was thinking when she finds her younger self she was wearing sota's shoes and could this be viewed as some kind of metaphor of her growing up or her like mm. assuming adult responsibilities or,
2: oh, or becoming sure.
0: influenced by sota yeah yeah this is her this was her first erin
2: literally you
1: know oh my god it was her it was first, her first errand.
2: Errand. so <laughs> cute
1: <laughs> and it was heavily documented
0: yeah yeah <laughs> All right, favorite scene. Well, I, there's there's one other thematic thing I want to touch on. He said is, favorite scene though. Is a- Go ahead. Go ahead. The uh, abandoned, <laughs> abandoned. The focus on abandoned spaces. Your mm, turn. Because Shinkai says that that was a big angle of this was the way that so much of Japan is abandoned. Mm-hmm. As people, you know, leave these disaster areas, they don't come back. Um. And I don't think about Japan in that way myself, but then I don't live there. So my my experiences in Japan are focused on real limited geographic spaces. You know, when I think of the U.S., and I think of Baltimore specifically. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, think have, I would hate
1: Baltimore. Apparently.
0: Uh, depopulization, yeah. 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 We have all sorts of um, abandoned spaces here and, do we do we get any emotional resonance out of them? No, I don't they're like scars they for are sure
1: they really are like scars or like wounds, mm. you know mm. that the city mm. does not tend to mm. yep, it's kind of crazy, yeah, like there's um uh there's an entire town outside of Tokyo that was abandoned um mm. some kind of thing happened there. I'm not quite sure I can't quite remember but um the government is selling houses from there for extremely cheap mm-hmm. to get people back in to repopulate the city
2: let's move that. i think we need to move yeah. i think we need
1: to move they're like eight bedroom houses for like ninety thousand dollars. yeah we can Whew. afford that and it's like if our government cared a little bit we could do that too <laughs> yeah, I know. you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. like they take such pride in where they live that like they want to re like this town has been unpopulated and it is like a wound for the people of the country so we need to like rehabit it to create the same mm-hmm. vibe and bring life back into it mm-hmm. like that's so cool I would move there, but I need a visa. So if anybody is listening and wants to sponsor my work visa in Japan, I would Hmm. hit up the OHC Gmail.
0: And we will, Amelia will move to the abandoned town. I will. (laughs) I'll just be I'll be a new YouTuber. (laughs) I'll
1: uh, explore the abandoned. Yeah, put that
0: shit on the ground floor.
1: (laughs) I will explore.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That
2: happened in Detroit. Um, You know, uh, post-industrial... um boom or whatever um white flight whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it and a bunch of artists moved there in like the 2010s
1: actually These
2: huge you know huge um warehouse spaces yeah
1: we so. had um there was a uh, a person from detroit that we hosted at um at rope for a weekend he like took it over and turned it he, he did really cool stuff with rope. He turned yeah. it like one of the front rooms into like the one wall was like a taco bell from the nineties kind oh, of, cool. it was so cool. And he was from Detroit and he was from that like movement of like, yeah. there's like, like an artist, like commune basically, mm-hmm. um, kind of like, uh, like Franklin street was like way back in before COVID. But.
2: So what i are trying to say is that all the artists from Baltimore.
1: <laughs> just should,
2: should moved to moved Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean logical. Well,
2: yeah, and it sucks cuz like not to go too off I'm um, already off on the tangent, but like Baltimore has the same issue like artist spaces are being um bought up or uh burned nah, not burned down, but um
1: I mean they do repurposed.
2: So uh mm-hmm. it's not as c- the the creativity here is c- threatened because mm-hmm. of this. So I don't know. Yeah. Mm, just mm-hmm. kind of sucks, but
1: It does. It really does.
2: Cheap spaces are good i agree
1: put that on a shirt <laughs>
2: we do work at a print shop so for the moment <laughs>
1: we couldn't put that on a shirt yeah for the moment
2: yeah.
0: all right favorite uh favorite scenes yeah favorite, favorite scene yeah uh daijin is a social media phenomenon
1: mm. every single one That was pretty good damn Jeff, or do you need time?
2: Uh, I, have I did a like the uh, the battle between Dijin and the Worm when they're uh, in that like you know the it's like Hades basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything was red. And then at the end of the battle, the sky opens up like a Neva, and it just like turns blue. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. The scale the scale in which they like animated Daigen moving. Through the space, it reminded me a lot of uh, the cat bus Mm -hmm. in uh, the Ghibli movies. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. a really high skill set, and in that, I don't know, I could watch that over and over again.
1: Yeah. I have um, one very specific thing, and then a couple just like random things. Um, Very specifically, though, the first opening scene where Suzume is walking through the Ever After with. Like, hmm, not with. Um, She's walking through the Ever After and it close-up shots to her shoes Mm -hmm. and she stops in the grass and she sinks down into the mud a little bit. Oh, right.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. That animation just like really like sets the tone for like what Mm -hmm. you're about to see because not only is it like hyper-detailed but like it's so realistic and like Mm -hmm. gives weight to her as a character Mm -hmm. um that it was just like mind-blowing to me i was like shit we're in for a fucking treat tonight (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but also daijin any scene he's in um just love cats so um and then the big fight in tokyo i thought that was like extremely well done yeah no demon slayer meet trains here like it was <laughs> so well done hmm. um the ferris wheel scene where she's like stepping in and out of the ever after um that amazing yeah that was cool so cool mm-hmm. if anything like if you like it just so well animated mm-hmm. your phone keeps vibrating it's a popular guy so popular
0: that's the that's the group text of one of my bands oh okay. oh okay popular they're talking about the new radio birdman book for the record
1: hmm
2: so from voices of a distant star to Susan May Susan May we could have done a whole episode doing each
0: the yeah, evolution yeah. of those movies yeah. but that yeah. might be a whole nother three hour discussion
1: it would but that's okay
0: yeah, I think this is the weakest of the trilogy, but I I give it a solid. What what did I say that your name? He
1: you said ten out of ten.
0: Yeah, and well, you're well, you well earlier in the text messaging, uh, I said your name gets like a hundred out of ten, and Weathering with You gets ninety out of ten, and this one gets like fifteen out of ten. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm Natalie Ambrulia. I'm torn.
0: No <laughs>
2: god. <laughs>
1: because I really like the animation and and I really like the monster and I really like like the setting and her journey. But yeah, there's something about it I just like it wasn't as good.
0: It's not as good as the other two cuz it lacks focus.
1: Honestly, mm. if I'm going to rank them all, it's going to be your name. Yeah. It's going to be Susan May. Oh then it's going to be weathering oh. you. But if we're ranking all of them.
0: Voices of a distant star.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm blanking on his other ones. Garden oh, of Words. Garden, Garden of Words. Garden of Words. Uh, the children. Five who, centimeters per second?
0: Five centimeters <laughs> per second. So it would be.
1: Okay, so the then it would be. children who
0: chase lost voices.
1: I haven't seen that one. So it would be voices of a Dif- distant star. Five meters per second. Your name. Hmm. Susan May, weathering with you garden right, of words. In,
0: yeah. Interesting yeah. that you would put voices of a distant star and five centimeters per second. as your favorite too.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think there was, I think he had like something going there in the beginning. I
0: agree. Cause I, I love both of those. I have five centimeters per second on DVD. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I still remember voices of a distant star. Like I watched it yesterday. It was Very impactful on me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same. Um, Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: What do you think,
2: Jeff?
1: Hmm.
2: (laughs) Oh, you know how I don't like to rewatch things as much? (laughs) So uh, my memory of these things, these movies, is not as good.
1: I feel like just, you know, think about the feelings you felt. When you were watching them for the first time. Well,
2: I mean, all right, so I'm going to look at this DVD here. When I open it up, what do you
0: feel
1: right out. now?
2: Uh, I feel a teenage Voice boy.
1: of a different star.
2: A lonely teenage boy. Yeah. Worked at Chick-fil-A.
0: Yeah, because uh, Voices of a Distant <laughs> Star came out when we were in college, right?
2: I like, think so. Before that.
0: Was it when we were in high school? I think we were in high school. Because I feel like I rented it from Blockbuster, like at the time when it came out, two thousand two. Yeah, so we were definitely in high school.
1: I so, watched Five Centimeters per Second, and I think that stained my taste for anything after.
2: Uh, you know, I mean, this has robot on the front cover, so
0: yeah, that's <laughs> why. I, that's why I rented it. Duh. I mean, yeah.
1: Becca Boy. <laughs>
0: yeah that's why i rented it
1: that's the new form of e-boy is mecha boy yeah.
0: <laughs> You're
2: an i am it's right next to votoms
0: where it should be very uh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: now what is what is votoms except voices of a distant star without the love story yeah <laughs> It's a, it's a love story between its men, between the
2: men and its robot. Yeah, and its boy and its robot. <laughs> That's the only love story that matters, really. Yes. <laughs> How far we've come. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that make Evangelion then?
1: A uh, orgy. <laughs> no, it's
0: like. <laughs> The, instead of an individual's love story it's like a family's love story it's like the family and the Shoot. robot god damn <laughs> it's
2: about loving
0: <laughs> the fuck no nah, no nah. no it's 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 all about yui kari in unit one flying out into space being like as long as I'm alive there's the possibility I can be happy which it feels quite bleak to me Mm. if you're just a robot wandering around space forever like what exactly is the circumstance in which you will find happiness like in a practical sense like
1: when you dock with a space station
0: hmm but doesn't seem very likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it depends on how much you believe in aliens and the density of aliens in the universe. But you could be wandering a very long time.
1: I don't know, Mandalorian and Star Trek, pretty, pretty good, solid examples of that.
0: Well, I'm, I'm just thinking of unit one floating out in space okay. for like thousands and thousands of years. And it's like, man, I'd rather just die. Like, yes, I'm sure there is well, a possibility it. that I will find happiness over the next 2000 years of floating around in space by myself. But
1: well, like time is circular. So like a thousand years on Earth might be different in space. You might only be floating for a few couple years before somebody finds you who has light year speed. Hmm. What's it called? Warp.
0: Sorry. Warp, warp speed. Warp speed. Uh, I'm not sure that's how time works. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch Interstellar,
2: and that explains that explains, that yeah. explains yeah. the uh, time theory, huh? Yeah anyway we are way off topic but we
0: are so okay. off topic
1: dan is getting so many text messages so we need I've to i've been go. waiting
0: for christella to okay she's john and train. i made it on the mark Christella's, Christella's on the way she's,
2: she's on the way on it she's gonna be she might be here by the time we finish <laughs> she'll be she'll, yeah. she'll walk in hey guys i missed ya. <laughs> yep we're going for ethiopian food tonight mm-hmm. so lash. We'll tell you how it is well, actually well we know how it is but it's f- fucking great delicious should we like should we do an episode like should we i'll put my phone out do a voice memo yeah yes of us at the restaurant what's the uh yeah
0: for the patrons for the patrons yeah. hell
1: yeah hell yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like a smack <laughs> <game>.
2: <laughs> no one's gonna be talking <laughs> all
0: right
1: I'm well that was Susan May.
0: We're Susame up.
1: And we're the Otaku Host Club.
0: And now we eat Ethiopian food. <laughs> <laughs> nom, 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 nom.
1: If you'd like to get past, present and future episodes, you can head on over to our website at otakuhostclub.com. There you'll find links to everything, including our social media, Discord server where you can chat with us in between episodes. And we just put out very cute pictures and bios if you'd like to know more about us. I get my picture. They're so cute. What? Your <laughs> picture's good. What are you talking about?
0: Uh, yeah, your picture is very professional. And,
2: you know, no, I need a. Wanna... professional. Yes, it's very good. So but I, I'm lacking an uh, anime uh, memorabilia. Yeah. So so is Cristola.
1: Yeah, well. Fuck you, right? Jeff's in the 400, almost 500 club, so. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Mine's from Tokyo One Piece Town. I
1: know yours is so good. <laughs> um, so head on over to our website. Check out our pictures that we picked. <laughs> check
0: out our pics.
1: Check out our pics and our bios. Um huge shout out to knucklehead for being a platinum mad subscriber on our patreon there's tons of extra bonus content over on our patreon and uh, seasonal episodes pre-show banter that you get access to whenever you sign up so go check it out otakuhostclub.com wait no otaku wait
0: yeah yeah, yeah. otakuhostclub.com no, that's our website oh, yeah.
1: patreon.com slash otaku oh,
0: that's true yeah
1: i don't have my little thing i read from it's
0: true Yeah, and in in our next episode, we will discuss the works of what's his name again, Leiji Matsumoto. Yes, who passed away earlier this year. Yeah, and now we're going to talk about him.
1: Only now, once you're dead, we can talk about you.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) not
0: before. (laughs) But to be fair, I've spent I've spent a couple of years now watching all of his universe and works mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna finish um, Galaxy Express 999 by the time we do this episode you've seen more than I have at this point both of, of you, you
1: are... have seen exponentially more <laughs> yeah. than I have
2: <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun mm-hmm.
1: check us out then we'll see you in two weeks
2: yes Next
0: time, goodbye.
2: Goodbye. <音楽><音楽> あなたと見る絶望は